Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may go back to your seats. Anybody thankful to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Anybody feel that this morning? I, I've never done this, but if you're watching online, I would urge you, you got about 30 minutes that you could get to the house of the Lord. God's going to do some things only in this house this morning. Come on, if you need a touch. I said there's some things reserved for the house of the Lord. Anybody come needing something this morning? Hallelujah. I have a heavy, heavy burden this morning to preach. I have wrestled with God many days. I begged him to let me preach something else. The only way I could really describe, and I, excuse me, I'm just, I, who I, I'm who I am. The only way I could really describe what I feel right now is my heart is grieved. Anybody ever felt like that in the Holy Ghost? A heaviness that, like when you go to a funeral and you've lost somebody. This service, God is reaching for some people, amen? Do you believe that this morning? I tend to believe that God orders everything, that God sets everything in motion, and God sets the seasons in motion. And come on, and even though that we may be living in a life of sin, or maybe we fell short, God will give us a season of grace and mercy. Hallelujah. But God is reaching this morning. I wish that we would just set our Bibles down. I felt led to do this. I've asked the band and Brother Trevor. The Bible said that before he would prophesy, that he would bring him forth a minstrel. And what they're about to sing, if we could just stand our feet... Come on, I want us to lift our voice to God. The Spirit's already here. But I want our spirits to get in tune with what God's about to do in this house. As they sing, I want us to ask God to visit us in a supernatural way. Come on, if you're struggling with addiction, if you're struggling with things in your life that you can't just get your hands around, there's an, there's an anointing in this house that under the unction of the Holy Ghost, God can help you and God can break what you can't. As they sing this morning, let us worship. There are some things I may not know. There are some places that I cannot go, but I am sure of this one thing, that God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul, yes, God is real. Three. 
my soul Yes, God is real For he has washed and made me whole His love for me is just like pure gold My God is real God is real. Come on, can you sing it this morning? Yes, God is real. Come on, there's an old anointing here. Has washed and made me whole. Is that anybody's testimony in the house? His love for me is just like pure gold. Yes, God is real. Without God, I would be nothing. Come on. Without God, He's the reason I breathe. My life would fail. Anybody got a testimony that without Jesus, without God, come on. My righteousness is as filthy rags. Just like a ship without, without a sail. Come on, can we just lift our hands right now? Come on, there's still a spirit of prayer. It's been here all week. Come on, if you need something in the house, there's nothing that'll take place of you just touching his garment. Come on, if I could just get close to Jesus, uh, if I could just get close to his anointing, uh, if I could get close to the flow uh, of the Holy Ghost, God can make me whole. Uh, God can heal me. Uh, God can touch me. ever needed to be right with God, if we've ever needed to be sold out, if there's ever been a moment where we needed to make, the old timers would say it like this, where our calling and our election was sure, Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost, I don't want to guess if I'm going to heaven. I don't want to guess if I'm making my lifestyle something that's pleasing to God. Come on now. I'd rather be sure. I'd rather know. I'd rather have it in my spirit uh, that if I die, if I walk out those doors uh, and I take my last breath, uh, I'm going to see Jesus. If we've ever lived in a time where we've needed God and we needed to know that we were going to heaven, this is that hour. As we grab our Bibles this morning, I have one portion of scripture, it'd be Matthew 25. These are the types of messages that you feel like a little bird on the very top of the steeple all alone, 
But I know that in those moments, that, that's right before God does something miraculous. Come on, because when we're weak, amen, when we're small, that's when God can enlarge himself in our eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for this house. I'm thankful for my leadership. I give honor to Bishop, First Lady. Anybody thankful for the family of God this morning? I really mean that. Anybody thankful for the church as a family? There's some of us that knows what it's like to not have a whole lot of family, and maybe you don't have family here, but the church can be a friend to you. The church can be a family. Hallelujah. Matthew 25, starting in verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. We know this story. Most of us learned about it in Sunday school. Which took their lamps, went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps, took no oil with them, but the wise took all in their vessels with their lamps. And while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made. Behold, the foolish and unsaid unto the wise, give us of your oil. I'm skipping ahead. Give us to your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, not so, lest there be not enough. Lest there be not enough. One translation would say, there is no otherwise, there will not be enough. Not enough. With the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, before we pray, I'm going to try and preach this morning about a fatal miscalculation. A fatal miscalculation. Can we lay our Bibles down, our reading devices? I want us to pray that every thought would come under subjection to the Holy Ghost. I want every singer, every minister, every saint, every visitor, I want you to lift your voice right now and let's pray for God to speak to us. Come on, you've been praying for a word of direction in your life and God, not me, God's about to speak into your situation. Let us pray for a moment. For one more moment, can we just get serious with God? Come on, can there be a fervency with our prayer? Can there be a tenacity in our prayer? Come on, I know it's Sunday morning. Come on, we've worshiped. 
We've praised, but God wants to do a work in this house. Let us be sensitive to the Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. A fatal miscalculation. In our text, the Bible's talking about oil in their lamps. 50% of the house calculated accurately. If, if for the sake of numbers, it would mean that half of us have calculated wisely and in 50% of us, the other half have miscalculated. We've misjudged. We've, we've made some errors in our, in our numbers and the data that we've processed. History would record the polar explorer Robert Falcon Scott made a fatal miscalculation about the amount of food that his men would need on their 1910 to 1912 expedition to the South Pole. They were given rations of about 4,500 calories per day, which is now known to be insufficient when hauling sledges, and especially at higher altitudes. According to Dr. Mike Stroud, a polar veteran and expert in nutrition, the explorers were getting some 3,000 calories per day less than their bodies needed and would have cost them about 25 kilograms of body weight before they reached their destination, hallelujah, and started the return journey back. Scott and his companions on the trek to the South Pole are now assumed to have died of starvation. Church, it was a fatal miscalculation. A miscalculation of what it would take to make it all the way. He was certain that he had calculated and figured right for everything that he would need and encounter. He researched the climate. He researched the terrain and the time of year that he would be traveling. He would have researched the amount of time that his journey would have taken him. What he did not account for was their labor, and he did not consider the altitude. Can I just preach right now? And this is not where I'm staying, but I felt to say this in the Holy Ghost. There's some people under the sound of my voice. You're not struggling no more. You've made it. God's blessed you. You've known what success is. You've known what victory is. But can I tell you that that your doom doesn't just come in the midst of the valley. Uh, you just don't need the meat of the word in the valley. Uh, but you're looking at things that can kill you uh, at high altitudes. Uh, you need to consider uh, that where God has brought you from, uh, the places that you're journeying, uh, maybe you're a successful business owner. Uh, maybe you've known success in this world. Uh, but when you reach higher altitudes, uh, the more you need from God. 
Come on, I thought I had a preaching church. I said the more God blesses you, you don't need him less. You need him more. The more God elevates you, the more you need him. The higher you go in God, the more you need him. The more success that you know, the more you need God. Hallelujah. He didn't consider the altitude. He didn't consider where God was going to allow them to go. He didn't know what the pressure felt like at that altitude. Anybody know what I'm preaching about this morning? Come on. I'm telling you that the higher you go in God, there's some days where it gets a little harder to breathe. Oh, I'm preaching good right now. The days where you thought that you needed to fast uh, and get right with God wasn't just so you could get elevated. Uh, you've got to do those things to stay elevated. Uh, not just to stay elevated. Uh, you've got to do those things to survive the altitude. Uh, you've got to pace yourself. Uh, you have to know the amount of pressure that you're dealing with. I said they didn't consider the altitude. They also didn't consider the exertion of energy from their labor. I love working for God. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's something deep here right now. God, I rebuke every spirit of doubt right now. I rebuke every spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. I love living for God. I love to labor in his kingdom. I, I want more. You can ask my wife. I've been praying, God, I, I, I want you to show me the power. I, I don't want just a touch. I don't want just a title. God, I want, I want anointing that when people see me, uh, they know that I've been on the mountaintop uh, with Jesus, that there's a visible uh, change. I don't have to give you a card. Uh, I don't have to give you credentials. Uh, I don't have to let you see a real. Uh, but you know, uh, you know that the anointing uh, that flows within me uh, is something that's not fabricated. Uh, it's something that's not engineered. Uh, but it came from a mountaintop I love those moments we have to consider our labor in our nourishment you missed it some of the things that we've prayed for you ain't gonna make it on the diet that you're on right now I said some of the anointing that you've asked for is not going to make it on the diet that you're eating. Uh, come on, 10 hours a day on YouTube ain't going to cut it on the mountaintop. Uh, I'm telling you the calories that you need to survive, the anointing that you've prayed for, the ministry you're looking for, you're praying and interceding for your family. Uh, you're saying, God, I need my husband. Uh, Lord, I need my wife. I need my family. Uh, can I tell you, it doesn't come by less meat. Uh, it doesn't come from a diet. Uh, you have to be real. Fed, faithful, every service. God, feed me. I said, we've got to be fed. I'm preaching about a fatal, a fatal miscalculation. I'm just going to say this so I can set the order of this service. I have notes, but I'm following the Holy Ghost. God's going to touch somebody this morning. Come on, I said, God's going to touch you. 
God's gonna fill you with the Holy Ghost. It's dangerous to labor and not have enough Holy Ghost to sustain you. There are some people that are here right now that God wants to elevate you. I'm talking about in your job, in the circles that you're in, God wants to use you as an example to this city. But God needs you to change your diet first. Come on. Come on, we can't starve ourselves through the week uh, and pray for God to use us. Uh, we can't pray for God. I know I'm being repetitious, uh, but the Holy Ghost is trying to speak to you. Uh, you've been praying, God, uh, I want a supernatural anointing. Uh, God, I need some things done in my life. Uh, God, I want to be a leader. I want to be dependent on. I want to have my name uh, on a flyer. God, I need these things from you. It doesn't come uh, from a caloric restricted diet. And after the service that we've had, the last few services that we've had, there's something here. I'm telling you, it was an overflowing pre-service prayer, every service. Anybody testify to that? Do you feel it? Come on. Don't miss this this morning. Church can't just be a hobby. It can't just be a snack for you. Come on, some of us treat, we're treating service with a life of convenience, uh, that if it's in there, I'll go grab it. Uh, if the anointing's available, I'll tap into it. Uh, if prayer's available, I'll just pray. Uh, that's not how it works. Uh, you've got to put in the effort. Uh, you've got to go shop. Uh, you've got to go put in the steps. Uh, you've got to go and get what you need. Uh, you've got to get into prayer and say, God, uh, I don't have the wisdom. Uh, God, help me prepare. Hallelujah. In our text, we read about the ten virgins. And the oil that is in their lamp, we understand that the oil in the lamp is symbolic of the Holy Ghost. Amen? I said amen. I know that the oil is the Holy Ghost. Does anybody feel this morning? Oh, Lord. I, I said, is anybody still filled with the Holy Ghost? I, I know that's not a popular sermon, uh, but I'm still, he may not deliver me from cancer, but I've got the Holy Ghost. Uh, my finances may be in ruin, uh, but I've got the Holy Ghost. Uh, my family may not speak to me, uh, but I've got the Holy Ghost. Uh, if I die, I've got the Holy Ghost. This message is so simple, most of us are probably going to miss it. I said you need the Holy Ghost. Now, I already feel it. Some of you is probably saying, yeah, I've got it. I've received it. God's about to bring some revelation in this house. Come on, you, 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 thought, you, you thought you're here by mistake, maybe you're on vacation. I don't know what your situation is. You need the, the Holy Ghost. I said, I'm gonna preach to this side. I said, you need the Holy Ghost. I said, you need the Holy Ghost. That's it. You need the Holy Ghost. 
You still need the Holy Ghost. You can labor, but you need the Holy Ghost. I need his spirit inside of me. I don't want to ever forget that I still need Jesus. I may have a million dollars one day. I may have buildings and land. God's promised you some great things, but I still want the Holy Ghost more than anything. I still want Jesus more than anything. I need Jesus more than man's favor. I need Jesus in my life more than I need a counselor. I need Jesus more than an addiction, more than drugs, more than alcohol. I need Jesus. I need him in the morning. I need him in the evening. I need him every day. I need him when it's good, and I need him when it's bad. I need Jesus when I'm sad. I want him when I'm happy. I want him in the valley, and I want him in the mountaintop. I said I need Jesus. I need the Holy Ghost. The oil in their lamps is symbolic of the Holy Ghost. 50% of them had enough, but 50% made a fatal. 50% made a fatal miscalculation. Let me just preach this because it's so simple. Do you know that for God to even consider something worthy to hold the contents of the vessel, these aren't evil people. These aren't reprobate people. These are chosen people. Come on. I said... 50% of them sat on a church pew. 50% of them knew what it was to hear the preaching. 50% of them knew what it was like to feel the infilling of the Holy Ghost. They felt the goosebumps. They felt his presence. But 50% miscalculated. We have to be full full of the Holy Ghost. Well, you said, preacher, what is the Holy Ghost? Give me Acts 2.38. I don't ever want to get tired of this scripture, and I know we're Pentecostal. I'm just telling you, Acts 2.38 is the most simple salvation scripture there is. If you read over it, you'll miss it. But if you look at this scripture, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. Every one of you in the name of it's still the only way to be saved. You have to repent. You've got to say, God, forgive me. The name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of our sins. And ye shall. I think it was Brother Donnelly that shared that one word. Shall. You know what that one word does to the devils that tell you that you've done too much? That if I repent and I'm buried in his name. Devil, you can't tell me anything. I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on. I wish I had some field saints in the house. I was filled with this spirit. Yep. I made mistakes. I said some things I shouldn't have said. I done so. Oh, I've got a mile long list of sin that Calvary covered. I did it. I was wrong. I was convicted. But I'm telling you, God shall fill you. 
He shall fill you. Repent, be baptized, and you shall receive. Repentance is not just an apology. Repentance is a verb. It requires you to change, make an about face, a 180 degree turn. You have to make a covenant with God that I'm not going to live that way anymore. I'm going to turn away from sin. It's not just saying I'm sorry. It, when you have true repentance, it will cause you to change. You'll want to not do those things anymore. You'll say, God, you were so graceful and merciful that I'm not going to live that way no more. God, when I hear it and I see it in the Word of God, come on, you may not have everything together right now, but if you just repent and turn. Come on, I'm laying out the plan of salvation right now. It's part of this service. Yeah, I know it's a simple Bible study. You literally just have to repent. Repentance is audible. Not to me. It's to God. Sometimes it comes in a drive on the way to work where God will bring something to your mind and something that you did. Oh, that's right. Yeah, preacher still got to repent. Come on, preacher still. Come on, it don't matter who you are. There's a daily dying. God, I shouldn't have said that. God, I shouldn't have done that. God, I knew better. God, I need to do better. God, you need to help me. God, I'm sorry. God, I'm not going to act that way. God, I'm not going to get offended no more. It's an audible covenant with your God. It says, God... From this day forward, come on, God, I know I'm going to have to wrestle with my flesh. God, and in the morning, the devil's going to talk to me. God, but through your strength, God, and through your stripes, I'm healed from addiction. Come on. When you get in the war room with the devil, why don't you just start quoting the Bible back to him? When he says you're not forgiven, say, by his stripes, I'm healed. I'm saved by his grace and his mercy. There was a spotless lamb that died on Calvary that knew no sin. God robed in flesh. His name was Jesus. Devil, that's who bought me. That's who paid for my sin. I know I'm broken, but I'm forgiven. I know I'm broken, but I'm healed. Repentance. An audible covenant with God. God, I'm changing. Everybody under the sound of my voice that's ever repented and been filled with the Holy Ghost, you know the day that you made the commitment to God. It wasn't just something that you did and didn't remember. There was a day that you remember that you made it up in right here. That's where the battles won and lost. Right there. You made a commitment and said, God, I'm tired of doing this. And let me just help somebody. I feel this right now. You may have failed a hundred times. You may have skint up and bruises. I'm telling you, God is still waiting at the altar. If I pass the mic around this place, uh, some of you would start blushing with the amount of sin uh, that God has covered in this house. Uh, but if you've been redeemed, uh, you should lift your hands. Uh, if God has bought you, uh, you should give him a praise. Uh, if he's forgiven you, uh, if he knows your name. Oh, I know that's old-fashioned. 
That's old fashioned. That's old fashioned. I still am moved deeply by God. There was a song that came on in pre-service prayer that touching the hem of his garment. I, I know that sometimes we need a, a prophetic word, a messenger, a billboard, a flashing sign, a letter that's stamped and sealed. We need something tangible. I'm thankful that if I just get broken before God, hear me, I'm not talking about praying, just, just praying. I'm talking about getting broken and vulnerable with God to where in those moments, all my problems seem to just drift away. Come on, we felt it the last few services. We felt it today where we get broken before God and God can minister to you in those moments of brokenness more than 20 years on a pew. God can erase things out of your mind and your spirit in five minutes in the Shekinah glory, in the veil with Jesus. I'm not talking about just prayer. I'm not talking about the Lord's prayer. I'm saying that when you get on your face and you get broken before God uh, and you say God I've done all I can do uh, I forgave my brother I forgave my sister God I have a clean heart God I need you to touch me and God can touch you he's gonna do it this morning I said he's gonna touch some people this morning I said he's gonna touch some people The Holy Ghost. Whew. You have to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Not just the titles. There's not three gods. There's not demigods. There's not minor gods. There is one God and his name is Jesus. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. Hear O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. You can't be baptized in the titles. You can't be baptized in the Father, the Son, or the Holy Ghost. That's a direct violation of God's word. You have to be baptized in his his name in the name of Jesus is where demons tremble there's power in his name there's revelation in his name if you want to be touched call his name I said call his name baptized in the name of Jesus repentance baptized in the name of Jesus I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm an uncle. I'm a son. I'm a nephew. Those are my titles. But if I write a check, there's no authority in my titles. The authority's in my name. You have to be submerged and buried in the watery grave under the only sin-killing, redeeming, devil-killing, all-righteous, all-holy, all-pure, all-powerful, disease-killing, cancer-killing, depression-killing, sad. Salvation is in the name of Jesus. Woo. There's times 
where I get into myself into certain situations and my flesh will give me an immediate solution. Okay, I'm the only one. I said my flesh will give me an immediate solution. Oh, I'm, I'm in somebody's yard right now. I said what I feel in my spirit is not what my flesh is wanting to do. Oh, yeah, because the Holy Ghost, when you're full, uh, I'm not talking about halfway. Uh, I said when you're full, uh, you won't say those things uh, out of reaction. Uh, it, the, the things that you'll feel to do, uh, you'll feel led to get into prayer before you send the text message. Oh, you'll get into prayer before you send the email. Uh, you'll get into prayer before you make the phone call. Uh, God, the Holy Ghost, uh, when you're full, will flow out of you. I know it's simple. Baptized in the name of Jesus. Now listen, when we talk about salvation, it just, it blows my mind. I've met people before that says, well, you know, I could be saved this type of way. I, 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 could, I could maybe live with these things in my life and God would, I think he'd make me, let me go to heaven. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on, where the flesh tries to justify God's word. I think I could do these things. If we knew without a doubt the principle of God's word, why would we live any other way? I said, if we knew the principle of God's word, I'm not looking to just barely make it to heaven. I'm not looking to take a guessing gamble on whether I'm in his presence. I want to know if it means I have to do certain things that the world doesn't do. If it means I'm not going to a football game on a Sunday. If I'm not serving the gods of this, amen. Oh, I lost my shouters. I may not be of this world because there's something living on side of me that allows me, says, you know what? I don't want to do those things because I get to be in his presence. I don't want to walk that way because I get to be in his presence. I'm not going to live like that because I felt the Holy Ghost. I said it's addictive when you get in the presence of God. And God touches you in a supernatural way. It's addictive. It, you're, you're wondering. I feel it right now. I hear it. But I, I just love going there. I don't see how I could do that. I don't, this preacher's, I don't see how, how could I, how will that feeling, how will that sensation ever go away? Because when you're filled, God will change you. I said, I'm not talking about a touch. I'm not talking about something brushing you on the leg whenever it walks by. I'm talking about an infilling, an infilling of the Holy Ghost where it pours out of you, where you're speaking in tongues in the grocery store, where you're praying in the Holy Ghost on an airplane, where your neighbors look at you and they say, I don't know what something's different about him. I want to be, I want to get close to him. I want to talk to her. There's a noticeable change. Baptized in his name. And ye shall. Acts 2 and 4. This is probably, in the world, probably one of the bigger missed things about the Holy Ghost. 
Because I've met a lot of people that say I am filled with his spirit, but they do not have understanding or revelation of what that even means. I'm not being mean this morning, I'm telling you. A lot of people have been told they've got the Holy Ghost in a denominational setting, but they never felt different. Oh, I know that's hard to hear. You were maybe told that you got the Holy Ghost, but your life never changed. There was nothing that was working on the inside. Oh, what I'm preaching about right now this morning. You've been hearing about, man, he's preaching about I'll be changed. And I won't have desires that I've always had. And then I'll get cleaned up and I won't keep messing up. I'm telling you, there is an audible difference when you receive the Holy Ghost. Acts 2 and 4 said that on the day of Pentecost, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking with other tongues. How do you know uh, that you got the Holy Ghost? Uh, how will you know if you're full uh, of the Holy Ghost? You'll speak uh, in another tongue. Uh, it won't just be something that you said, oh God, uh, I receive your spirit into my heart. Uh, I'm telling you right now against every devil of doubt uh, that you will speak. Uh, you will speak uh, in an unknown tongue. Uh, you will speak Anybody know what I'm preaching about right now? I feel there's some doubt. If you've ever thought you've had the Holy Ghost and then you really got the Holy Ghost, raise your hand. Yeah, hey man, I was one of them. I was raised in church. I looked at my buddy. He was speaking in tongues. I touched him. I said, well, I must have got it too. There's a lie of the devil that's trying to cloud the minds of this generation that says you can just receive God into your heart. I'm sorry, that's a doctrine of the devil. It'll always be wrong. It's a principle in this house and I know it is. It's not changing. We'll always speak in tongues. When the Spirit of God moves on his people, they'll speak in tongues. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you will speak in tongues. I want somebody to leave here full today. Come on, I want somebody to leave here full with the Holy Ghost. I'm going somewhere, just give me a moment. There is no other doctrine. There is no once saved, always saved. You have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Away with convenient culture. Away with convenient salvation. Away with no sacrifice before we get before the throne of God. I rebuke the winds of false religion and the winds of false doctrine. If God robed himself in flesh, came to this earth as the spotless lamb, died on Calvary, washed our sins away, I think I can make an altar to repent. I think I can find the discipline to crucify my flesh and turn from my life of sin. If I think I can obey the scripture and be baptized in the name of Jesus, God will meet with me. Anybody need the Holy Ghost this morning? That's, hold on. That's, that's what I thought. God told me that and I didn't want to believe it. That's what I thought. A lot of us think, and that's, that's this primarily who I'm preaching to right now. 
There are some people under the sound of my voice, you think I'm preaching, preaching to people that do not have the Holy Ghost, and I am. A lot of us are not filled to the top. Okay. Jesus, God help me. God help me. God help me. God help me. You can labor, and through your labor, God will allow you to go to altitudes through your labor. It's the law of harvest. There's doors that you can open yourself. I know that's not popular. I said, but you can open doors yourself. You'll put yourself in front of people. You'll say things to the right people. God sent me here this morning to warn this church. Do not make a fatal miscalculation of only being partially full of the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? That means I can preach half empty. Yeah, yeah, I can prove it. That's why pastors and preachers fall into sin every single day. Because they're laboring at high altitudes without the right nourishment. Oh, come on. That's why husbands fall into adultery. That's why wives fall into adultery. Why? Because they're laboring without the right nourishment. Church, if you don't hear anything else that I say right now, you need to be fed and full of the Holy Ghost. It's not the time to just occupy a pew. It's not the time to just sit there and listen to the preacher and clap when he makes a good point. I want you to be full of the Holy Ghost. We have no idea when God's coming back. We don't know when we'll draw our last breath. We don't know when God will say it's the end for us. There's so much restriction right now in this house. Let's pray right now. Come on, let's pray. I'm not here just to fulfill a spot. I I'm, I'm telling you, I am grieved in the Holy Ghost with how we can show up half full. And it's become the normal feeling to be half empty. That's normal to you. You've learned to run on half empty. You've learned to run on empty. You've learned to run on fumes. You've conditioned yourself. You've conditioned yourself to be able to labor and to be at high altitudes without the right nourishment. God's calling this church to a higher elevation. And I'm telling you, you don't want to fall to the wayside. I'm talking to somebody in the Holy Ghost. This church is part of a supernatural movement in the kingdom of God. I'm not telling you something you want to hear. I'm telling you the word of the Lord. You will find yourself empty. You'll find yourself dead, dying of starvation at a high altitude because you did not judge your fulfillment of the Holy Ghost correctly. Come on, pray. Prayer warriors, please. Oh, God. Come on. Come on. 
Come on. I've spoken to some of you. You already feel it. You've been saying, yeah, I thought I was just surviving. I thought it was just a season. I'm here to warn you in the Holy Ghost. You're running half empty. In the altitude we're about to go to, you need nourishment. You have to stay full, not just on a Thursday night prayer service, not just on a Sunday night altar call. I'm preaching to a musician. I'm preaching to a Sunday school teacher. I'm preaching to some business owners. Where you're about to go requires you. It's not an option. You're journeying there. God, I pray that you visit us right now, God. That's why your prayer doesn't have authority because you're running on fumes. That's why the pew is silent. That's why the altar is silent because you're running on fumes. You showed up half empty. You ran the week half empty. You showed up to church and tried to serve half empty. Ma'am, you've been living your life half empty. You felt God before, but you don't have the Holy Ghost. You're half empty. You're half empty. You're half empty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, somebody's tapped in. Oh, tap in. Come on, there's a spirit of intercession here. I'm telling you, God can do more in 10 seconds uh, than me preaching for two and a half hours. Uh, there's a spirit of authority uh, that came to deliver God's people uh, this morning. Minister to us, God. I got a question that God told me to ask you this morning. Do you have enough to make it? I'm not trying to preach about emotionalism right now. I'm a preaching the Holy Ghost right now. There's a man under the sound of my voice. I could come and put my arm around you right now. God showed, showed you to me in a prayer closet. You do not have the time that you think you do. Come on, everybody praying. Come on, this ain't a time to look pretty. This ain't a time to make go through the service. Uh, God is ministering right now. Sir, 
You've hid it from your pastor. You've hid it from your first lady. I came to tell you with a word from God, God will not be mocked. You're running half empty. You're ministering half empty. You're serving half empty. You're laboring half empty. You think you got all the time in the world. If you knew what was around the corner, sir, you'd get it right this morning. Sir, you'd get it right this morning. You're hiding Agag. You're hiding Agag in your living room. You're hiding Agag, something that God told you to kill, a spirit that he told you to kill. God's about to bring it to light. God's about to bring judgment to your home. I'm warning you in the Holy Ghost, there's a spirit of authority that can break the chains uh, that have you bound uh, but you have to be full uh, you have to be full I'm preaching to a woman right now I can't see your face but God showed me you in prayer when you were 10 years old you heard God speak to you I feel that so strong in the Holy Ghost you felt the anointing of God when you were 10 years old and now you're making decisions that aren't of God. Come on, you look at your life right now. You're looking where you are and you don't even know how you got there. You went left when God said to go right. You went right when God said to go left. God told you to leave and you stayed. And you stayed when you should have left. I'm telling you right now, you're running half empty. You're running half empty. The light is on. You're running on vapors. And we don't know when God has our last day ordered. We have to be right come on I would walk very carefully before the Lord right now I, I, I'm very I'm very scared when I see people talking in a service like this I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost when I was praying this morning, God told me, uh, be careful when you walk before me. Be, with the level of anointing this here, you do not treat God's presence uh, just any old way. When God's word come uh, to you, when the prophecy of God uh, is being fulfilled all around us uh, with revival uh, and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, uh, God is bringing us uh, to another level, but we've got to be filled. Uh, we've got to be filled. Uh, I have to know. That's good. That's good. Mothers of the church, if you feel led to just linger. Come on, God reminded me of this Sunday night. Uh, the elders would just linger in his presence. They'd walk. Uh, I feel it right now. That's the high priest. That's the high priest coming through the building. Uh, he's coming through the pew. Oh! Do you have enough? Is there enough for you to make it? Are you running on fumes this morning? 
come on. God's requiring of us. He's asking us, do you have the Holy Ghost? God, I've been sending you people. I've been sending you people to give you the gospel. I've been sending people to you to tell you about baptism in Jesus' name. I've been sending people to you to tell you about the Holy Ghost, to get baptized. My time is coming. My time is coming. Are you full? Are you full or are you half empty? Come on, I'm preaching about a fatal miscalculation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had enough strength to get up to the mountaintop. Uh, God let them feel the pressure of the high altitude. Uh, God let them feel the works of their labor. Uh, but they were half empty. Uh, they were half empty. Uh, they were half empty. Keep praying. I feel led to say this right now. Somebody's caught in a failed translation right now. Somebody is being communicated with the adversary right now. There is a fatal misinterpretation of God's word in your life. You hear me right now. There is a fatal misinterpretation of God's word in your life. Saul, God said to kill Agag. You allowed him to live in your home. You fed him. You nourished him. Instead of feeding what was on the inside of you, you fed the flesh. You fed the enemy. I'm telling you, there was a fatal it was lost in translation. Uh, when God said to kill it, uh, you said, I'm going to keep it alive. Uh, and you didn't understand uh, why God was telling you to do it. Uh, but the priest uh, gave you the word. Uh, I know that's hard for you, Saul. Uh, it came from the mouth of Samuel. Uh, you thought you were the king. Uh, you thought you were the one in charge. Uh, but the word came uh, from Samuel. Uh, our flesh wants to tell us uh, who's the boss. Uh, we want to call the shots. Uh, we want to say what we'll do. Uh, we'll tell God how much time we have on this earth. Uh, we'll tell God when we're moved. Somebody's got Agag. I'm going to walk till I find it. Come on, I want everybody praying. I, I'd be very careful just sitting on a pew in a service like this. Come on, if you need something from God, God can touch you. Where is it at? Come on, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. What are you hiding? Come on, what's taking place of the rest of your anointing? Come on, what's, what's filling up the rest of the vessel? What are you hiding, Agag? What are you hiding, Samuel? What are you hiding? I pray that the ministers of this church would tap in right now and for the Holy Ghost to lead you to people that are bound and half full. God wants this whole house full. I said God wants this whole house 
full. I'm warning you in the Holy Ghost. I'm not here to play a game with you. I'm not here to fulfill a slot. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, as I prayed to change this message, God said, warn my people. Warn my people. Warn my people. Come on, I'm just following the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, I'm just following the Holy Ghost. Some of you need to make a physical walk to this altar. I can see the chains that have you strapped to the pew. You feel the force of hell binding you to the pew, restricting your voice, restricting your prayer, restricting your praise. I'm telling you, if you would just get up and show the adversary, I'm not bound. I'm not going to hell. I'm leaving full. I'm leaving full of the Holy Ghost. I'm leaving changed. I'm not going to miss the translation of God's Word in my life. I'm not going to hear what the devil's telling me and not submit it unto God. I, I feel stuck right here. I feel stuck right here. We're not going any further. It's here. We're not going any further. Sir, sir, I'm pleading with you. Sir, I'm pleading with you. Heed the voice of God. Sir, I'm begging with you. Heed the voice of God. Walk carefully before the Lord. Ma'am, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. Father, the question from God is, do you have enough to make it? Come on, I pleaded with God to preach something else. I'm sorry that this is what it is, but I'm warning you in the Holy Ghost, you don't have the time that you think you do. Come on, I'm telling you, you have to be full. 
You have to be full. You have to be saturated in His presence. You have to be full of the anointing of God. Come on, it's sweeping through the house. It's sweeping through the house. You may not be used to this. This may be abnormal to you. I'm telling you, but this is the atmosphere. This is the type of anointing that God can do a work in your life where He changes you forever. Come on, where you're changed forever, where you're full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, I need us to press. Come on, I need us to press. I feel an old anointing on me right now. Come on, they had to press into his spirit. Your flesh will fight you. You won't cry, you won't be broken. You won't be able to feel God. This church needs to be broken right now. We need to be broken before the King. Our spirit needs to be broken. You have to cry before God. Some of you have been making plans behind your pastor's back. Some of you have been making calculations. Come on, you, you've been doing your own math. You, you haven't even counseled God in prayer. And you're, you're about to make a journey that's fatal. Come on, you've got some things hidden. There's some things that God's told you to kill. They're still alive in your spirit. And God's saying this morning... I'm going to kill Agag in front of everybody and everybody that's a witness to it. Come on, Saul. tell you when you'll get the will of God when your will is crushed come on the Holy Ghost is reaching somebody come on church come on God's reaching for some people this morning come on now's not the time to sleep or slumber come on now's not the time to get careless in our walk with God 
Come on, now's not the time to be preoccupied. Come on, God's calling us to an altar this morning. Come on, to sacrifice everything that we have and say, God, fill me with your spirit. God, fill me with your spirit. God, fill me with your thoughts. God, fill me with your mind. God, remove all the things of my flesh. God, don't let my heart deceive me. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Come on. God's opened the door for somebody that's fallen away from God. Come on. You'll find, we're not here to judge nobody. You'll find this altar with God's arms open. But God's opening up a door for a backslider to say, God, yeah, yeah, I messed up. God, I made the wrong choices. But God, I want to be full. God, I don't want to die lost. God, I want to go to heaven. God, I, I need give you. you all of me. King Jesus, my Savior. Come on, God's calling us to get lost in the Holy Ghost this morning. I give you all of me. Come on, if you don't have nothing to pray for, find a visitor to pray with. I give you all Come on, find a visitor to show God's love to. Pray a hedge of protection over their life. Pray that they feel God's love. Pray a blessing over their life. Rebuke the devourer over their life. Pray for God to protect them and bless them and lead them into faithfulness in the house of God in this last hour. It's coming. Come on, it's coming. I, I, I have all day. I'm just tarrying right now. I don't feel for to go any further in this service. Come on, church. Come on, let's press into the presence of God. Come on. Come on, prayer's got an audible voice. Prayer's got a voice. Authority's got a voice. Dominion's got a voice. I give you all of me. 
okay? Come on, you made a miscalculation. Come on, you thought you could live for God half time. Come on, you didn't, you didn't think you had to give everything to God. You didn't think you had to give it all up to Him. Come on, but God's saying, if you give it to me, I'll be a friend to you. Come on, if you give me your burdens, I'll speak to you. If you'll give it to me, I'll really give you what's the desire of your heart, not what you're trying to obtain in the flesh. If you'll give it all to me. I'm not holding anything. I give you all of me, all of me. Not hold anything back, not holding anything back. I'm not holding anything. I give you all of me, all of me. Not hold anything back, not hold anything back. Not hold anything. I give you all of me, all. Not holding anything back. I'm not holding anything back. Not hold anything back. Give you all of me, all of me. All of me. I give you all of me. All of me. I give.
just a weeping mother to die in this morning. Mothers in Zion this morning. Where's the burning mothers of the church this morning? Come on, I'm not too prideful for God to hear me cry out to Him. Come on, I don't have too much pride for God to hear me pray to Him. Come on. I'm not doing it to be seen, but I'm not afraid uh, to be lost in the Holy Ghost. Uh, come on. Some of us need to shake off uh, the prideful garments uh, of our nature, and we need to get lost in the Holy Ghost. Uh, we need to cry out to God. Uh, where's the mothers of the church? There's a soul in this building right now that a church mother is supposed to pray with. You better pray right now. Come on. There's a soul in this house. Their eternal determination is hinged on you being sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Come on, I, I know this is odd and this is, is different, but I'm telling you, this isn't a normal service. There's a soul in this place that's dependent on a church mother to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost, to get up, get out of your comfort zone and start praying with somebody to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that old voice has been visiting again, huh? 
Oh, the old voice has been visiting again. Come on. Yeah, I, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Come on, I'm just ministering to you in the Holy Ghost. Uh, the voices to tell you to run. Come on, the voices of depression. The voices of not being submitted. The voices have visited again. Somebody needs to take their running shoes off this morning. Somebody needs to get in an altar and say, God, once and for all, never again. I don't want to deal with it no more. Fill me up, God. Come on, come on, come on, I'm leaving full. Come on, I, I'm leaving full. Come on, this ain't just Sunday morning. My walk, of, my walk with God is hinged right now. My walk with God is hinged on me being full. My walk with God is hinged on my response right now in this service. Not tonight, not next week, not a month from now. My, my walk with God is hinged right now in my response to God's Word. Oh, 
Everybody in this house could stand to their feet. Come on, and I'm going to have faith with you. Come on, that, that what God touched this morning. Come on, can we just give God a mouthful of praise? Come on, can we just, can we just let that linger? Come on, can we just let that linger in his presence? Come on, can we just let that linger? Come on, our worship. Come on, all the things that God took from you this morning. Come on, all the things that God took from you. Come on, the confusion, the doubt, the fear. Come on, the recklessness the voices you were trying to listen to. Let it be the fruit of your lips right now.
his people. If God delivered you this morning, you owe him the praise. Come on, if God spoke to you, you owe him the praise. If God delivered you from addiction, you owe him the praise. If he touched you and made you walk out of here differently, you owe him the praise. I feel the sovereign spirit of God in this place. Does anybody feel that? You say, preacher, what does that mean? That, that means that the residue of God's presence, it's all over me. Come on, I, I can feel it when I talk to somebody. Come on. I'm not gonna speak the same way that I spoke this morning. When I walk out of this plea, I'm not gonna speak death anymore. I'm gonna speak life. I'm not speaking negativity into my situation. God's my redeemer. God's my provider. God will supply the need. I'm not fearful. If I die, Darkness, you know my name. Even when I don't see you, you got. 